have people try to get us to turn away from God. There's going to be wolves in sheep's clothing trying to get us to turn away, trying to get us to turn away from what is right. You know, we're going to have people trying to tell us to change the Bible to meet their needs. We see that in the world in which we live today. People are trying to change the Bible to meet their needs, to make it okay with the way they're living their lives. And that's not right. When we change the Bible and get away from the the one true Word of God, then it is no longer inspired. We are not allowed to change the Bible to fit our needs. If we do not agree with the Bible, we have to change ourselves, not change the Bible to make, what, to make us feel right or to make it feel right. Okay, on our next thing, there is one door to the ark, and there's one entrance into the church. In Genesis chapter 6 and verse 16, You shall make a window of the ark, and you shall finish it a cubic from above, and set the door of the ark in its side. You shall make it with lower, second, and third decks. There was only one way onto the ark. There was no hidden door in the back. There was no other way to get on the ark, there was one way on and one way out. The people who were on the ark were safe and saved, and the people not on the ark was lost. God closed the door. Think about all those people making fun of Noah while he was building the ark. They were asking Noah, why are you doing this? And he told them that God told him to build the ark. They thought he was crazy, but it started to rain. And all those people was like, oh no, let's get to that ark that Noah was building. But it was too late. The door was already closed. At that point, your fate has already been decided. The one entrance into the church. John chapter 3, verses 3 through 5. Jesus answers and said unto him, Most assuredly I say to you, unless one is born again, he cannot see the kingdom of God. Nicodemus said, How? Nicodemus said to him, How can a man be born when he is old? Can he enter the second time into his mother's womb and be born? Jesus answered, Most assuredly I say to you, unless one is born of water and spirit, he cannot enter the kingdom of God. There's one way into the kingdom. That is the water baptism. Being baptized into Christ. That's our only way into the church. One way into eternity. No matter what other churches around say, no matter what uh, movies portray that you can do, whatever you can do, whatever various smart people say, There is only one way to be saved. You can't just say a prayer. You have to be baptized. There's no other way. But just like the ark, when the door closes, your opportunity closes. 
your opportunity to be baptized closes when you die. And the scary thing about that is we don't know when that time will be. We don't know when our last day is going to be. Are we willing to be on the outside looking into God and not taking the step to be baptized? Yet when our time has come, we can't be baptized because the door closes. We need to make sure that we're on the right side when that does happen. When the door closes and we're not on the inside of the kingdom or the church, we will be eternally lost. Just like those on the outside of the ark, they were lost. We need to make sure that we're on the right side of the door. Because those that are not on the right side of the door don't make it into heaven. They are eternally lost. Okay, our next one is one family inside the ark, one family inside the church. In Genesis chapter 7, verses 1 and 7, Then the Lord said to Noah, Come unto the ark, ye and all your household, because I have seen that you are righteous before me in this generation. Now verse 7, So Noah and his sons and his wife and his sons' wives went into the ark because the waters of the flood. There was only one worthy family in this sinful world in which Noah was living. There was only one righteous family. Noah's family was saved. Speaking of the church, there's one family. In 1 Timothy chapter 3, verse 15, But if I delay, I write so that you may know how you ought to conduct yourself in the house of God, which is the church of the living God, the pillar and the ground of truth. And in Galatians chapter 3, verses 28 and 29, There is neither Jew nor Greek, there is neither slave nor free, there is neither male nor female, for you are one, all one in Christ Jesus. And if you are Christ, then you are Abraham's seed and heirs according to his promise of the truth. Only one family and all are invited to come into that family. Everyone can be a part of this family. And the family tree is always open for you. And there's only one way to do that, and that is through baptism. To be part of Christ's family. There's only going to be one family saved, and that's Christ's family. There was only one family saved on the ark, and that was Noah's family. So we have an opportunity and the ability to be part of God's family and to be saved. So let's look back here as we just read Genesis, uh, Galatians chapter 3, verse 28. There is neither Jew nor Greek, there is neither slave nor free, there is neither male nor female. In that first part of the verse, that covers everybody. There is not one person in this whole world that does not have an opportunity to be baptized into Christ. So we have work to do. Now the next one is, there was work for Noah and work for those in the church. 
In Genesis chapter 6 and verse 21, And you shall take for yourself of all the food that is eaten, and you shall gather it for yourself, and it shall be food for you and for them. And also in chapter 7 and verse 5, And Noah did according to all that the Lord commanded him. Noah did all that God commanded him. He didn't cut corners or change anything. He did what God said do. But Noah's job wasn't finished when he got finished building the ark. He had to get all the animals on the ark. He had to take care of the animals. He had to feed them. After the flood, he had things to do. In Matthew chapter 28, verses 16 through 20, Then the eleven disciples went out went away into Galilee to the mountain which Jesus had appointed for them. When they saw him, they worshipped him, but some doubted. And Jesus came and spoke to them, saying, All authority is given given to me in heaven and on earth. Go therefore and make disciples of all nations, baptizing them in the name of the Father and the Son of the Holy Spirit, teaching them to observe all things which I have commanded you. And lo, I am with you always, even to the end of the age." And in 1 Corinthians 15, verses 58, Therefore, my beloved brethren, be steadfast, immovable, always abounding in the work of the Lord, knowing that your labor is not vain in the Lord. You see, we have work to do. Always trying to serve God and find things to do. Christianity isn't finished, though, at baptism. I don't want people to think... Just because you've been baptized, then it, it's, you don't have to do anything. It doesn't stop there. We have to continue to live that faithful life. That faithful life is to following the Bible, doing what the Bible says, and reaching out to people and sharing the gospel with them. Serving anyone in times of need. Christianity is more than just being baptized. It does, like I said, it doesn't stop there. It's doing all that God commands us. We are to follow His commands. We are to find ways to serve others. Just like I mentioned before the sermon started, we have an opportunity next Sunday morning to help Bill and B.J. Young with the renovations that they need uh, so you can give that special contribution. Because what, that is what God wants us to do. In Matthew chapter 25, verses 35 through 38, Jesus is telling us here, For I was hungry, and you gave me food. I was thirsty, and you gave me drink. I was a stranger, and you took me in. I was naked, you clothed me. I was sick, and you visited me. I was in prison, and you came to me. Then the righteous will answer him, saying, Lord... When did we see you hungry and feed you, or thirsty and give you drink? When did we see you a stranger and take you in, or naked and clothe you? When you see someone in need, we have to help them. All right, the next one is saved by water and saved by baptism. In 1 Peter 3, verse 20, who formerly wore disobedient once divine long-suffering waiting in the days of Noah 
while the ark was being prepared, in which a few, that was eight souls, were saved through water. You know, God looked at the world, and the only way that He could save it was to end it. You know, that's so sad. As we reflected back earlier, in Genesis chapter 1, He had made man in His own image, and He seen that they were good. But just six chapters later, He was ready to end it all. Completely blot out the world and start over. The entire world was corrupt and sinful. Eight people that was all was saved. You know, we don't often think about the sincerity of the ark. Can you think about how Noah and his family felt after the door was closed and it began to rain? I'm sure there was people coming up on the outside of the ark, knocking on the door, wanting to get in. But Noah had been telling them all the time while he was building the ark what they needed to do, but they didn't listen. The whole world was blotted out. Besides Noah and his three sons and their wives and his wives, they were saved by water. We're saved by baptism. In 1 Peter 3, verse 21, The like figure whereunto even baptism delivers us, now saves us. Not the removal of filth of the flesh, but the answer of of good conscience toward God through the resurrection of Jesus Christ. Baptism saves you. Just like Noah was saved from this sinful world by water, we are saved through baptism. We are saved through baptism. We gain the hope of eternity through baptism. We are saved from the sinful things in which we have done through baptism. As 20 and 21 correspond back and forth, you know, it compares baptism and the flood. How God blotted out the sinful world, God blots out our sins from us when we're baptized. And I think that's a great thing. And I think we're very blessed to have that opportunity to have our sins forgiven and to gain hope of spending eternity in heaven through that baptism. Now our next one is saved inside and saved in Christ. In Genesis chapter 6 and verse 7, So the Lord said, I will destroy man whom I have created from the face of the earth, both man and beast, creeping things and birds of the air, for I am sorry that I had made them. For the lack of time, I know I thanked Noah uh, for reading, I asked Noah to read Genesis 6, 6 through 13, which I've read some of these, but we won't go to the rest of the story. But we know uh, how that story unfolds. There was only one safe place during the flood. Noah and his family knew everyone was going to die, but Noah and his family couldn't do anything about it. God created this world, and shortly after that, He destroyed it and restarted it. We're saved in Christ. In Acts chapter 2, and verse 47, 
Praise God in having favor with all the people. The Lord added to the church daily those who were being saved. In Ephesians chapter 5 verses 23. For the husband is the head of the wife as Christ is the head of the church. And he is the savior of the body. Christ is the head of the church. We are saved in Christ. There is only one safe place as a Christian. And that is in Christ. There is only one safe place as a person, and that is in Christ. Those that are not in Christ are lost. Those that have not been saved are lost. We have to seek and save the lost in this world. Noah and his family couldn't do anything to help those people who wanted to get into the ark when it started to rain. Because it was too late. It's not too late for us to seek and save the lost and to bring them back to Christ and show them the way. So we've looked this morning at several things that parallel the ark to the church. I just want to ask you, are you living according to God's will? If not, please do something about it while we still have time on your side. Your breath is like the rain. When it started to rain, it was too late for those people. When you draw your last breath, it's too late. So if you need to repent this morning or to be baptized, if there's any way we can help you, come as together we stand and sing. Stop.
each of you being here this morning hope each of you will make plans to be back tonight for our evening uh, song service at five o'clock any other final announcements not our closing song be number 669 669 father take my heart bow together. Thank you, Father in heaven, for this time this morning. Thank you for the encouragement of song, of fellowship, and the the peace, the gentle place that we have here to be without pain and without fear. Thank you for the constant wave of messages that you have sent us through Scripture and through men you've raised up to speak reminding us of where we're going and what we've been saved from. Please give us a grateful heart for what you've saved us from. Remind us of what we have left behind and what we still need to leave behind so that we may really embrace the joy you have created for us, that we might be a light to the world. Not of what we've lost, but of what we've gained. Please give us love in our hearts for you, for righteousness, and for what you call us to be. We ask through Jesus' name. Amen.